what's up this is introspective healing with another episode of growth another episode of reflection another episode of self-healing I'm so big on mental health that it's literally what I eat, sleep, breathe. It's in everything that I do. It's on my frontal lobe 25-8, honestly. That's it's a major, major part of me, who I am today. Um, I'd like to consider myself or I like to think that I represent mental health huge advocate for it um and back what is what is that not backpacking but in continuation of the last episode where I touched on growth and what 2020 and 2021 have meant to me we're still in 2021 but my what I'm trying to get at is the growth that has transpired the the lessons I have learned um letting go letting go of past pain hurt and forgiving yourself in order to forgive other people it works it applies as vice versa as as well in order to forgive yourself you have to forgive the people tied to it So for example, this is going to be a very touchy episode for me, a very personal episode because it's, it's, it's shedding light on things that I do not speak about. I don't speak about to other people. I barely touched this subject with my own therapist out of all the people that I should be speaking to about. I barely touched the surface of this topic that I'm about to speak on with my therapist. Um, I think the hardest apology for me to make, I had to part of, okay, let's backtrack. So I have a very great friend named Jenny Rosa. She, I met when we worked at, I don't know why I don't feel that I can say, I don't know why. This has never happened before. I've never been on a podcast before, first of all. But I've never, like I usually just say things, I'm, I'm very mindful. Something is telling me not to mention the names for some reason. But I used to work at this plus size boutique clothing store um very well known and this is where I met this this amazing amazing Dominican Afro Latina um she reminded me of family like oh my I just love her till this day it's been what I met her in 2014 we're in 2021 right now I met her in 2014 maybe it was 2013 uh, actually it was 2013 yeah um so I met her then we created a friendship and we stayed in touch throughout these years and we've grown and we've been through shit and we've confided in each other and it's not like we speak every day no we we're adults we have our lives there's times we go weeks months without speaking but when we do it's all love because we're understanding that we're adults and we have our own lives so She started her spiritual journey. Mind you, she's like three, maybe four years younger than me. I'm 33. So I think she's not even 30 yet. Um, And she started her spiritual journey. I want to say it was 2016, maybe. 
that she started it or maybe 2017 but she has transformed her entire life she has devoted her life into her purpose and I couldn't be any more honored and blessed and humbled by her because the growth that she inspires the the selflessness of her as a being oh it's so inspirational so trust me there's a reason why I speak about certain things and I shed light to certain things because it's all connected that's my thing it's all connected so um Jenny um Jenny and I worked on this past life she's helped me tremendously with my spiritual awakening but she there was this one session that I did with her I've done like two or three but the last one that I did with her it was a past life um a past life um like a session or something where I tapped into my one of my past lives where I was an Indian man oh I don't want to say Indian a Native American man and listen I'm not going down that path right now that's going to be for another episode but the after work that we had to do because there's after work and everything um I want to say she's the one that introduced me to shadow work. I wasn't familiar with it. I didn't know what it was. And so she composed this like um this lesson plan or this 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 coaching that we did. She, mind you, she did this off the top of her head. Like she took her time. Of course, she did her little research and she composed this whole like PowerPoint presentation of like she she really dedicates her time and individualizes the needs that that the client like myself is looking to achieve so we sat there and oh she walked me through this she gave me like homework and my homework was to list basically um people in my life who I feel have wronged me and would and I feel owe me an explanation the plot twist was it was a whole bunch of work that I had to do in in the midst of all that the plot twist was I had to write an apology letter to them like it listen can you understand that think of the person that has hurt you the most think of the person who has who you have had horrible like um relationships with horrible um memories with think of that person and think of you having to apologize to them like when I tell you my ego, I said, excuse me. And she looked, yo, <laughs> we had to do it through Zoom because baby girl was in Dominican Republic during this time. It was during the pandemic. So I'm home, working from home, whatever. I think Adele was in daycare or something. And I guess she saw my face and her only response was, Yenny, how serious are you about trying to heal? She was not playing no games with me, as she shouldn't have. And I love her for it. Um, So I had to, like, humble myself. I had to realize and take it. That's when I started taking accountability because she opens my eyes to I'm not a victim to anything. I haven't been a victim to anything in my life. I... I have been a soul having a human experience. So this entire time, things that I've been taking personal, it was me and my ego just running with it. They say, oh, you did you did that to me? I, F it, cool, cut off, right? So that's my thing. I'll cut people off with no problem. Um, But the fact that I had to sit there, list all the things that... I felt they did to me or he did to me, which is my child's father. This is the person I'm speaking of about this episode during this topic right now. Um, 
I had to list all of the things that he did to me, how I felt, how he made me feel, all the disgusting things he said to me, um, and all these things. The plot twist was taking accountability for my role in the situation. So in summary, what I basically wrote was, I apologize for not accepting you as you had shown yourself to me to be the first time around. And that opened up a whole new world for me. Like that humbled me real quick because to be a thousand percent honest and transparent with you, I played the victim role ever since I became pregnant, ever since he quote unquote abandoned us, walked out on us. I played the victim role. But truth of the matter is, throughout the entire time that we were dating, there were red flags screaming at me screaming at me and the fact that this happened in 2016 2017 and I can remember the red flags like if it happened yesterday that's how severe they were but I kept ignoring them as I did with most of the stuff in my life prior to me having my awakening because I didn't I didn't realize that that was my my situation, my intuition. I wasn't in tune with my intuition. I wasn't letting my intuition guide me. And so I had to sit here and write a letter basically asking him to forgive me for not accepting him for who he showed me to be and not accepting him for who he was. And even though like reading it during that time, like my, my voice was shaking, my palms were sweating just because I still had those feelings inside of me. Like, I can't believe I'm actually reading an apology letter to the person that did me fucked up. And then I had to keep holding myself accountable and say, Yanni, you're not the victim. You're not a victim. They were red flags. You made choices. Yes, you got hurt along the way. Yes, he didn't have to do the things that he did, but he did. And you played a role into that situation. So once I learned that, I started seeing things in different perspectives. And I started uncovering the fact that we all have traumas. Every single person in this world has some type of trauma. And I know my daughter's father personally. I'm not putting his business out on the street, but he has traumas. He has neglected traumas years and he is what, 42? He's about to be 42. Well, he's 41 right now. And he has severe traumas, but he walks around with what we in the spiritual world like to call a mask. He walks around with a mask. He's not being his true authentic self. I think he's terrified of actually like sitting down and dealing with his traumas he is terrified of that I don't know what exactly scares him of it but I get it I understanding I understand as much as I could because for one I'm not an African-American male first of all I'm not African-American secondly I'm not a man okay so that's two things that I I can only empathize or sympathize but I can't fully understand. I can just empathize. So like I, it's not that I pride myself, but I, I, one thing that I do love about myself is that I'm non-judgmental and I allow you, I create a safe space for you to be you. No matter what you have done, as long as not no pedophiling shit, nothing of that sort, I will allow you to be you and I'm not going to judge you. So that's why I feel like people are drawn to me, especially when they have like inner turmoil. Like I will sit there and listen to you. I will sit there, listen to you, make sure that you know that your feelings are valid and show you sympathy and empathy not sympathy like oh my god I feel so bad for you but like empathy like wow that's 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 heavy I will validate your feelings you know why though because part of my inner child wounds is because I never felt safe to be who I really was 
I never felt safe in my life growing up to express my emotions. I never felt safe to express if I was sad. I never felt safe to be truly happy. The only thing that I kind of felt safe to do was like offend people, like take offense and offend other people because it was normalized in my family to say mean and hurtful things to each other, but it was labeled as funny. And that's, that's, that's fucking traumatic, man. That's why I'm like, I'm not hard on my daughter when it comes to that, but I try to correct her. Like I was sitting here today. I've been pantsless all day because I haven't left the house and I was just sitting down on the couch and I have like, I'm pale first of all. So I have like this, this, um, I have this, like when I bruised, I don't even know how the fuck I bruised first of all, but like when I, when I hit myself and then later something shows up, it's like light yellow. It looks like yellow with a, with a mixed hue of like green or purple, but it's very light. It's faded. Right. So I'm sitting down and Adele simply says, ew, look. And I say, "Uh uh-uh, we don't do that. Something so small, but I wanted to show her, listen, I don't care what I have on my body. You do not say ill. I'm over here. My baby is three years old. She's going on four, turning 40. Yup, you heard that right. She's turning 40 because this little girl is too much sometimes. Um, I'm over here normalizing her periods. So when I have my period, I'm very open with her. I'm very open with her and I'm getting her out of the habit of saying, ew, look, ew, no, that is a very normal thing. You're going to experience it. I've tried to explain to her, mama has experienced it, not anymore, but that's too beyond her, her comprehensive comprehension level right now. Um, I explained to her that my sisters get it, her aunts, and I explained to her that Courtney, my niece is going to get it. And it's like, it's a normal thing. So I'm doing things differently from what I was raised. Like, I think I knew about periods, but my sisters got it at like 10 and 11 and they were all because my mom got it at the same time as them. But since I've always been the different one of the family, I didn't get my shit till I was 13. And like my sisters all have normal periods. They, their shit lasts like three to five days. My shit lasts nine days, seven to nine days. Yes. So that has been my blessing. Sarcasm. Um, my entire life. Um, so I, I, I'm just, uh, here we go with the yawning. Oh Lord. So no, um, having to forgive people from your past and taking accountability for the shit that you you played into situations that you thought you were the victim on that's a that's a fucking cold hard reality check and i think honestly that most humans who are afraid to sit there and face their own selves they're afraid to take accountability for their actions so they just rather stick to that mentality that's like toxic and low vibrational and just like staying that in that because nobody holds each other accountable. Mind you, it's so true. This quote, the five people you hang around with the most you become. So let's say you hang around with other people who have traumas and they just sit around and joke on each other. You're going to stay in that vibration because nobody else is, is correcting it. Nobody is saying, yo, that's not funny. Don't say that. That's mean. Nobody is holding each other accountable. Nobody's holding themselves accountable, accountable, much less the next person. So that's one thing. Um, I'm going to touch base with shadow work. Shadow work has, has in part saved my life as well. It's been a huge, um, component in my awakening and my growth because shadow work is all about 
holding yourself accountable, listing your triggers down, finding the root cause to it, to whatever it is that you that trigger you, and seeing why does that? Oh Lord, here we go. I'm gonna have to start recording earlier, but I can't because the is up earlier. So I'm gonna have to figure this out. I'll probably start doing it throughout the day when she's back in school because she's going to school tomorrow. She didn't go today because she's sick. Um, but she's going tomorrow. Um, but shadow work is not what <sighs> shadow work is not. A... Okay. So there's misconceptions behind shadow work. A lot of people think that shadow work is voodoo or hoodoo or, um, black magic or like spells it can be I'm not saying that it cannot I'm saying that the shadow work that I I'm not gonna say specialize in because I'm not a specialist in this area but what I do know about it is shadow work is imperative in your healing journey because it forces you to face yourself it forces you to go through the dark night of the soul and work your way out of it dark night of the soul is what led me into my awakening um i it forces you to look at yourself and and really get to down to the nitty-gritty of things like the root causes to your to your traumas and 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 toxicity and mindset of why you do the things you do or why things affect you the way that they do and it'll bring up emotions that you didn't even know you had it'll bring up emotions that you probably never want to freaking deal with again it'll bring up emotions from when you were a child and you thought you forgot that and you start remembering shit and it's gonna trigger you but the whole point of it triggering you is to get to the root cause and face that trauma and let it go that is the whole point of shadow work that's how you ascend to your higher self because the next time you think of that you're no longer going to have those emotions that surfaced when you thought about it so it's it's listen it's it takes a lot of inner strength to get to the point of holding yourself accountable and being honest with yourself like it takes a lot not many people can actually sit there and say oh I apologize that was my fault oh I see my fault in that situation it takes a lot most people especially the ones I've come across are not about that they will rather make you the bad person for the rest of their lives as long as they do not have to take accountability for their actions as long as they do not have to face themselves they will take that easy route just because they don't want to deal with the consequences of their actions and face themselves and actually fucking apologize to you for the things that they did because you they have to paint you as the bad guy in their fucking story as the villain in their story so they can continue living the way they have they have been living and as much as it hurts sometimes as much as it's fucked up sometimes you have no control over that you only have control over yourself how you react to things you cannot control how another motherfucker acts no sir you only control how you act your response to things and what you're willing to deal with and what you're not willing to deal with so uh, the mistake that I see that a lot of people have made or make because I'm guilty of it too is expect people to change just because you evolve doesn't mean that everybody else is gonna fucking evolve and this is the this is the this is the kicker the kicker is not everyone is meant to and that is not your problem or your concern you worry about you (laughs) 
as much as you want other people to fucking grow and elevate and realize their worth and take accountability, baby, 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 baby. No, no, no. You cannot force someone else into spirituality. You cannot force someone else to awaken. You can't control. Once you grasp that concept that you are in control of yourself and yourself only, your life will change. You will become so stress-free in the most surprising way because like I mentioned in my last episode I am not on the books I have not earned a weekly paycheck since September 9th and I'm at the most peace like don't get me wrong I struggle I go up and down with my moods um oh pardon I have struggled with my depression since I was a child um and even so I have actually been detoxing from my medication because I don't want to be codependent on medication for the rest of my life I don't um on the route that I am on the journey that I am if I can get rid of eating meat I can stop taking medications for my brain especially now that I have learned to like go within and heal myself listen I don't need nobody's fucking pharmaceutical drugs I don't and I am just hoping to fucking move I want to move out of this apartment and move into a a, a rent stabilized or freaking a place that Conrad is not charging me freaking $250 a month for using the minimum power ever. I don't even watch TV here. I don't use the dishwasher. I haven't used the dishwasher since last year. And my bill is like 150 to 250 Like, it makes no fucking sense. Um, and so, yeah, I, I'm looking to move out of this apartment to an apartment that has like normal freaking electricity bills um so I can start juicing and when I start juicing and like cleansing myself and all that stuff um I'm gonna change Adele's diet too because she's been taking this asthma medication that I'm not fond of I do not want my baby to be pumped up with steroids she is three years old she has been on this fucking shit since she was two we I never had to deal with any fucking asthma or anything of the shit that she has been dealing with since we moved in here like we moved in here January 10th 2020 and by the end of January beginning of February my baby was sick and has been sick and the shit that I've noticed is like okay when we when the pandemic hit right we moved in here 2020 January 10th 2020 by March 15th we were in my mother's house from March 15 2020 right because I was working from home because nobody was allowed to work into the office or whatnot um because we had a pandemic the whole city was closed and so I needed wi-fi I did not have wi-fi here I didn't have internet here and even if I wanted to get internet optimum or none of them um companies were going into people's homes because of the pandemic so my mom actually had internet over there and so Adele and I went over there we stayed there from March 15th listen to this timeline we moved back into this house May 9th from March 15th to May 9th 2020 we were at my mother's house do you think my daughter was sick once Not a single cough was out of my daughter's body while we were there. We moved here May 9th. By June, she was coughing every single night, throwing up every single day. So it's most definitely this apartment. And it's like, I'm non-confrontational, so I never liked... Like, people kept telling me, oh, you should call 311, you should call the health department, you should do this. And I never did it just because I was like, girl, I, my landlord lives right upstairs. His family lives upstairs. 
they're pretty decent people I don't think that they're malicious but yo it got I couldn't do it that and then the Con Edison bill that shit makes no sense and then not only that but this apartment is freezing when I tell y'all we were here bundled up in layers sleeping because that's how cold it, nobody should look like this nobody and then the coldest freaking room in the entire apartment is the bathroom like are you shitting me think about being standing outside naked in the winter time in the snow that's what my bathroom feels like I refuse to stay here another I'm not I will not I will I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna do but this this transfer request better go through because I'm not I'm not I'm not like I will go to court I will do whatever the fuck I have to do to get the fuck out of here because I can't I can't my baby's health is is on the line my mental health declined severely while I was during the pandemic here because if it wasn't the cold, it was a whole bunch of fucking flies and a whole bunch of fucking ants and a whole bunch of fucking spiders. And I couldn't. I couldn't. I could. I cannot. I cannot. I cannot. That conversation went left. But again, this is my podcast. <laughs> and this is my version of healing. So, like, I'm going to be very open and sporadic with whatever I do say on here I'm gonna be very um left field sometimes because my brain goes I'm like one of those I'm like a dog like when a dog sees a squirrel like I'm dropping the ball and I'm looking for the squirrel and I'm chasing the squirrel or a cat is it cats that do that I don't know one of those animals do that that they have like the worst ADD I think it's a dog um Listen, man, the shit that I've encountered in this house, like I live in the Bronx, right? I live in the Bronx in a house in the Bronx, New York City. Why within the past three to four months have I encountered two snakes? Not one, but two. One was physically inside my home. The second one was standing outside, was like poking out the corner of the doorway as I was leaving the house in the morning to put my daughter in the van for her to go to daycare like bro what in the Bronx listen this um listen right before I started recording this podcast all I kept saying is old Yenny has to die and stay here because when I move none of this shit is like I came in here a completely different person than who I am today I came in here a different person than the person that is leaving this apartment. And that really humbles the fuck out of me because a lot of people go through things physically. Like... Mine has been mental and emotional. Mine has been mental and emotional. And I oftentimes just like sit here and I go through things in my head and I'm like, I did that shit. And it's not even a cocky. It's just like, yo, like God really fucks with me. God is just like, yo, you're going to go do shit, but you're going to get through it because you one of my chosen ones. Oh, that just made me so emotional. Yo, there was the, okay, so... I can remember this like because it was so emotional. I forgot what song was playing, but it's always music. It's always music. I get messages through my spirit guides, through God, through Jesus, through the universe, through my ancestors, through through my archangels. 
through music most of the time because I I eat, breathe, sleep, shit, everything, music. And it was this one time, I think that Adele was at my sister's house or my mother's house and I had like a self-care day, but I was severely depressed. I was I was going through the most. And so what I usually do when that happens is blast my music. Blast my music. I probably had an edible then and I probably had my wine or one or the other or both. I don't honestly remember exactly what it was, but I think I was getting in the shower and I had my music blasted and I was just in my zone. And I forgot what song it was, but I it was probably a gospel song. It was probably a gospel song. And it is 111 right now. It was 110 on one on the microwave and 111 on the stove. Um and it was a song that triggered waterfall tears down my cheeks. And I started crying hysterically. And I just remember thanking God. I remember thanking God for getting me through every single hard thing that I have ever faced. For getting me through the shelter system. For getting me through the single motherhood. For getting me through depression. For getting me through every single time that I wanted to give up on everything. For getting me through everything that I have faced that I thought was going to break me that should have broken me but didn't because God got me when I tell you that I am one of God's chosen beings chosen souls like I'm one of his favorites I don't say that in a cocky way. I say that in the most humbled way. He got me. And I know this because I wake up every day. I wake up every day despite the the mental blockages that I may feel. Despite the devil trying to fuck me, fucking take me down. Listen, I got chills right now because this isn't the first time. That wasn't the first or last time that I had like a severe like breakdown. And I needed to feel that in order to be better in order to grow I needed to let myself feel that I needed to release those tears of pain that I had been carrying this entire time that entire time during that time in order for me to realize that I have been God's chosen throughout this entire time Things that I used to look at as how could God put me in this situation, I look at as God got me through that. Listen, I, I I grew up in a Spanish household. And just like many families that I that I've come to learn. The worst thing that you can be when you were Spanish, when you're a Spanish person, is fat. That's the worst thing that you can honest fat and and be crazy. But you know what crazy is? Having depression. Needing mental help. Having anxiety. Those are the worst things that you could you could be a rapist. You can fuck girls that's half your age and you are right but let you be fat with mental problems and curly hair <laughs> listen <laughs> I had this conversation with my boo um 
lady face the other day. And I said, listen, I grew up in a Spanish household where being fat was the worst thing that you could possibly be. And then I ha- I was double the fucking trouble because I was fat and I had depression. So I was already like out the door. Um, but what was the point of me saying this? The point of me saying this was images people care so much about fucking images that shit don't mean nothing that shit like when you die do you think anybody is gonna oh that person was too fat for us to care about them what no they're gonna remember how you made them feel they're gonna remember the impact that you had in their lives not if your teeth was crooked or you had missing teeth none of that shit not if you had fancy fucking jordans every saturday that they came out i guess they come out on saturdays because chris brown said it in a song like come on this this materialistic shit don't mean nothing it don't mean a goddamn fucking thing and that's what most of this world is is like their mindset is oh i gotta have the brand new cars i gotta have the 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 excuse my language the bitches with the nicest bodies the the ones that look like arm candy in my arms but then they make you feel like shit how do you feel at the end of the day do they make you feel anything other than an arousal that probably dies down in the middle of intercourse like come on seriously nah man um we weren't made to to come onto this earth to just To sell ourselves, sell our souls for money. We weren't. We were made to create experiences, touch lives, change, and help people and grow. I mean, I I say all of that to say that I know that I am, I am one of God's chosen because of what I have been through that was meant to kill me. That was meant to destroy me. A lot of people wouldn't survive. And I'm not saying this in a cocky way. A lot of people wouldn't survive the mental the mental turmoil that I have survived. Nah. When you f- <laughs> when you are in a shelter with your daughter and you lose your job and you have family stealing from you, when you're at your lowest that shit will kill people. That shit will destroy people. Think about not having anybody, but you're in charge of a tiny soul that you are supposed to help grow into this world. You're supposed to raise with morals, with respect, with dignity, with love. Think about that while you lose your job, you have no place to call home, you don't have family. I didn't then. Like, I understand what it is now, but the feeling that you feel when you feel alone, listen, like, I absolutely adore being alone, living alone. Uh, I stay alone but I have my daughter but you know what I mean like not having a partner not having someone else all up in my face like in my space I enjoy my alone time right but we all need that support we all want and crave that mutual respect and support from somebody so when you don't feel it so when you don't have it and you're forced to do things by yourself, it's pretty fucking lonely and depressing. It's hard to think of like, oh, there's a bright side to this. There's there's a light at the end of this tunnel. No, because all you see is fucking a dark hole. You're doing everything by yourself. And all I kept thinking when I was in a shelter is, what if something happens to me? What if I die? That's a, that's uh, That's an honest thought. For me every day honestly what if i die what is gonna happen to my baby girl and some you know what it is sometimes i think i've i've I push myself too far into the spiritual aspects of things because sometimes i actually sit here and i'm just like 
if I die, it's going to be fine because I know that I'm going to be able to do more for my daughter in the spiritual realm than I would on earth. Yeah, it's going to be painful because I'm no longer going to be in the physical with her. But knowing that I can still have her back, even when I'm gone, I find comfort in that. Of course, it's going to... I don't even want to think about that, but this is just letting you into my mind, my mind frame of how I think and how when you when your perspective changes when you look at things differently when you learn things that just make you go wow that's that's crazy that's that's amazing but then you appreciate the growth for what it is and that the only way to get to that point is by doing the inner work And I want to touch base on this before I end this because I don't want to make it more than an hour. I don't want to make it more than an hour tonight. Um, In order for you to actually grow, you have to let things go and you have to go through the things. You can't avoid it. You can't jump hurdles. You can't skip over it. You have to feel your feelings through the painful situations in order for you to come out of it. And that's the thing that a lot of people don't get. That's a lot of people that I think that's the thing that just feeling things scares the fuck out of people. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. But I mean, if you really want to grow in life, you have to you have to be vulnerable. You have to take remove the layers, the 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 layers, the masks. Take all that shit out and be yourself. That's the only way. Okay, so this is what I wanted to say before I forget. Damn it, I'm forgetting already. Okay, so for many years, I would always hear this. And let me know if I am hitting the nail in the head with this or if I'm not making any sense. So for many years, people would always have the bright idea of saying, Yanni, you have to let the past go. You have to just let it go. And that would annoy the fuck out of me because there's no like, there's no guidance in that. You're just telling me to do something without fucking telling me how to do it. And that used to fucking annoy the shit out of me because there was no guidance. It was just, you got to let it go. Okay. But how, how the fuck? And that's what I'm here to do. This is what I am here to help whoever listens to this here to guide you through it and if I would have been told Yanni you got to do shadow work to let that shit go listen I would have started doing this shit in my 20s my life would have been different but we're not gonna go down that route route because I know that everything happens for a reason and when it's supposed to happen so I I just wanted to share that because it it has been something that's been heavy on my mind. Like, I used to be so fucking annoyed when people would just, you gotta let it go. Okay, motherfucker, but how do I do that? Like, you telling me I gotta let it go isn't fucking helping me. So, huge, 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 huge component of letting it go is shadow work is actually feeling your feelings through writing your triggers down writing journaling oh my god journaling has been such a fucking savior for me because you're releasing when you cry you release you cleanse yourself when you write you're getting rid of those thoughts that's in your mind on paper and i've just so recently found out that people some people write things down and they'll write and write and write and then they burn it and they release it into the universe so there's many forms of internal healing hence introspective healing 
um that can be done in order to change the vibration of this world to lift the vibrations of this world to be your better self to heal to learn to grow to guide and help others along the way so it's like i'm 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 grateful that i am giving myself this opportunity to help others because that's my whole intention behind it if it helps me i'm all for helping somebody else because i i know that other people have a lot of traumas a lot of people don't feel comfortable speaking about their traumas a lot of people walk around acting like they don't have it but trust me when you get to a certain level of like your your spirituality you don't have to even speak to anybody to know that they're hurting inside well i don't i can just look at you and it's to the point that I can see, I can look into your eyes and I can tell you your whole story about yourself. So, I hope that this this does help somebody someday. And I know that my I go from like one topic to another, but I try to keep it in in a way that it makes sense. Um, but. Again, I just want to thank you for sharing your energy and time with me um, and remind you to please drink your water and be kind to yourself because in order to be kind to others, you have to start within yourself because you are the most important person in your life. So if you aren't kind to yourself, you can't possibly be kind to somebody else because it's fake. And we're not in this fake vibrational shit. We're being our true authentic selves. So. Sending you love and light and healing. And well wishes. And remember, I do not have to know you to love you. Peace out.